This episode of Making Movies is Hard is brought to you by patron Liz Manichel. Thank you, Liz. And also, this is a really special episode. We started this back in November of 2018, and we finished it late July of 2019, so a long time coming, and uh, yeah, really excited to share with you, so here it is. Welcome to Making Movies This Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm L. Jeffrey Moore. And I'm Art Purcell. And today, folks, I am beyond ecstatic that I have gotten Ulrich Purcell to take the iPhone challenge. We're actually going to make two short films using our mobile devices. Ulrich, how do you feel about that? feel mixed um i also feel like this is not that big of a deal because everyone does this all the time it's just that i've sort of been against the iphone thing for a while and i've talked about it on the podcast before and i sort of feel like you know why shoot on an iphone when there's so many other cameras available to you especially if you're a video professional it's like yeah you know i know 20 people with reds who want to make movies you know it's just like get one of them to help you you know uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know. So I've always sort of been against it, but you know, you brought this up uh, specifically because I do talk shit about iPhone movie making, and you're like, you should try it. And so I was like, okay, let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see what this is all like, you know, because uh, maybe it won't be as bad as I think it's gonna be. Nah, nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And yeah, of course, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, if if you know a lot of people who have equipment and they're willing to help you out, I mean, definitely. But I also think that uh, the project, I think the project kind of dictates the the equipment that you use. You know what I mean? And, you know, with that said, there are plenty of filmmakers who are using uh, mobile devices to actually uh, shoot their work. Um, actually, you know what, like a few years ago, I think it was with the iPhone 5 that Bentley actually shot a commercial using the iPhone 5. And I want to say, yeah, and they also used this app called Filmic Pro, which I got you to uh, download on, on your phone. And so right. far, yeah, so far you, you kind of dig it, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm not sure if I completely understand how to use it yet, uh, but... I uh, I played around with it last night and I I did it on a little audition well not an audition a um a meeting with my actors and we did a couple camera tests and stuff uh, at our location and uh, yeah I felt like uh, it worked pretty well although I still kind of felt like there might have been some auto stuff going on that I didn't want it to do but mm-hmm. I I'm not sure if that's just because I had a setting wrong or something you know okay. but yeah it, but it's cool you can adjust focus you can adjust um your uh your ISO you know um and yeah it gives you lots of options it gives you all like the the tools you're used to on a normal camera you can do your zebras um you know your inverted colors and black and white and all that stuff which I never really use personally but I know people (laughs) like um yeah and then oh white white balance is the main thing it lets you control white balance which is super super helpful exactly um 
yeah, so it's it's cool, I, and I think it's it's set up really well. It's a really cool app, you know. It was only fourteen bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever. So, yeah, I felt like yeah, it's a pretty good investment to to try this experiment. Why not? Let's see see what happens, you know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so have you made movies on your iPhone before? And what has your experience been doing them? You know, I haven't done like a narrative before, but I've actually done some stuff with. Um, with some of my last employers um, in, in that I created like a little internal promo video and like, I didn't want to haul like all of like my personal, you know, stuff. I personally use a GH four and like, I didn't want to haul that around. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, had my, had my camera with, had my phone with me. And I buy I bought a few other uh, things like the Oloclip lenses. You know, I also have like the the Rode mobile microphone. So I was actually able to pack everything in a little little carry on bag, uh, even smaller than that. You know, like the the toiletry bag. You know that you would you know carry with it when you go on trips. And yeah, it was awesome. So I'll nice. definitely post something like that up but you know it's funny to me you say like a gh4 was too annoying to bring around but to me that's like (laughs) it's the size almost of an iphone it's like (laughs) that's like as small as you could be with a camera um but like what what benefit did you feel like you got from shooting on the phone was it just because it was smaller and easier to manage or uh and did you use your because you have the dji osmo mobile gimbal which you've let me borrow, which is really awesome. But uh, did you did you use that at all with your uh, on with for your that project? I did bring it with me. I did. I did, and you know, it just really adds you know a little professional flair to it, getting some really smooth motions as you're walking around uh, with it. Yeah, enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. So what made you want to to do this challenge in the first place? Like, you know, you've been talking to me about making movies on iPhones since I've known you and going on and on to me about the different apps and the lenses and all the things you can do to your iPhone. But, um, yeah, what made you decide that you wanted to, to actually go out and do it? It's just because, like, you love this stuff or, like, what, what, what was it? You know, I'm really excited about the possibilities of using these types of devices you know my big thing especially with technology is that how can you make technology accessible to everyone and in regards to filmmaking it's definitely you know with the mobile phone with the smartphone it's a computer that you have in your hand it has a camera and that camera has gotten better and better you know through the you know short amount of time that you know smartphones have have been out and i just i just really dig working uh with with that with that possibility of uh being able to you know shoot a masterpiece i think as francis ford coppola you know once said uh a few not a few years but like a a while ago that you know he was like you know hey some little fat girl in ohio is going to be the next mozart and this is in regards to mini dv uh video cameras right and so (laughs) right oh he was talking about mini dv cameras that wasn't even about iphones yeah yeah exactly that's funny 
Yeah, so I think that quote still stands <laughs> true. I mean, you know, d- you know, despite the fact that you know he kind of called out a marginalized, a nondescript marginalized, you know, female in Ohio. I think there's nothing wrong <laughs> with little, you know, girls from Ohio who may or may not be overweight. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> exactly, there are all different types of people who want to tell stories. I wonder right? what um, what's her name? Uh, gosh, she's. Uh, Super famous, the girls' woman. Um, what's her name? You know her name. Oh, uh, what movie are we talking about? L- Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. what Lena Dunham thinks of that quote. And I don't know where she's from, but it'd be funny if she was from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's from New York, though. So that doesn't really, I mean, yeah, uh, it doesn't really yeah. count. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, there there are many different shapes, many different sizes of men and women who want to tell stories. And. Yeah, so you know, there you go. Uh, well, I'll, I'll hold. I, I off. wonder. I wonder I'll, if he said that today, if he would get a lot of uh, a lot of flack. I, for that I will. <laughs> I will gladly hold off the the more the morale police. <laughs> Making movies is hard. Does not condone Francis Ford Coppola's alleged statement brought up by <laughs> L. Jeffrey Moore. <laughs> Just saying, that's what he said. Okay, so what are yeah. we doing here, Jeff? So you challenged me to, to make an iPhone movie. Yes. What, what what are the rules here? Like, what what are we talking about? Um, you're you're letting me borrow your gimbal, so that's one thing that's been awesome. So that's a plus. Yeah, I think. Okay, so don't want it to be too long, just simply because you know we're we don't want to take everybody's time because we're basically asking people to you know take a day out of their out of their lives for free. You know, so we want to make it short and sweet, right? As let's say under five minutes. I know I said like two minutes, but you know, two to five, closer to two. the The goal is efficiency. Right. Right. Okay. So two to five minutes, uh, not longer than five, but right. it probably could be shorter than two if you if we wanted. But you yeah. know, but around there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that, and then of course have to use a mobile device. I mean, we're both iPhone users, but I have, like, please, I want people, you know, after hearing this, grab your Android device, you know, or whatever whatever device that you can fit in the palm of your hand that has a camera and takes video. Shoot it. Also, I plan on using another um, a mobile editing uh, tool, but I, I don't think you have to do that. I just, you know, really, really dig... Uh, wanting to be able to do everything using mobile devices. So hopefully I'm going to send an email after after we do the first part of this uh, podcast because I know the second half we would have actually shot everything and it'll be online right. and, you know, we can talk about what we did, how we did it, what so other tools we used. So is that part use. of it too? Like no matter what, we need to put these movies online and we're not going to save them for... Sundance or whatever, we're just gonna put them out, and then oh, man, we can yeah, also just... submit them to movie film festivals if we want to. But mostly, yeah. we're just putting them out. Okay, yeah, let's just put it, put them out. Let's just okay. put them out. Yeah, sounds good. I'm into it. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, I think you know, I think that's about it. You know, we don't want to keep, we don't want to bog ourselves down in um in rules and stuff. Yeah, totally. Just yeah. just keep it free, keep it fun, keep exactly. it exciting. Exactly. But you know what, though? Like, I want to, like, for those who are thinking like Ulrich, you know, in regards to, oh, I'm not going to shoot on a phone or what have you. Like, I just want to remind everyone that there are plenty of films that have been shot 
on the iPhone in particular. You know, you know what? Because I want to keep everything like kind of neutral, I just want to say mobile devices. But, I, you know, it's safe to say these things were shot on iPhone, but I just want to Apple isn't giving me any money to keep saying iPhone. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. Apple, give give Jeff money so he yeah. can keep on saying iPhone. <laughs> yes, please. We should talk about sponsoring. <laughs> anyway. Right. right. <laughs> I don't think Apple's going to want to sponsor this podcast, sadly, since I don't think they sponsor any podcasts from my knowledge. But No, nah, uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, well. But hey, yeah, we could be the first. All we got to so, do is ask. So mobile devices, we're both happening to use iPhones. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. Could be an Android. Could be a whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Sounds good. But you know, though, I just like when when I when I told you about this challenge, I immediately uh, saw the last film that was shot on the iPhone, Steven Soderbergh's uh, Unsane. So he actually used an iPhone. Oh wow! Uh, he shot it in a crazy perspective, though. Like I, I was trying to look online to see why he chose that like so it wasn't a 16 by 9 it wasn't in like the 2 by 35 by 1 which the filmic pro app can do and it wasn't necessarily 4 by 3 it was in some crazy little bit wider than 4 by 3 but it was a very interesting choice so uh for those of you who have amazon prime unsane is on amazon prime or you can rent it did, or- did that just come out yeah, fairly. That was the last one. So it it it's out on home video. It's out on home video now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, but it like came out in like 2017 maybe or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, uh, it came out early. It came out this year. It came out this year. I want to say summer. Summer of 2018. Oh, wow. So it's really yeah. new then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really recent. Really recent. Sweet. So then yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, so there's Unsane, and then, of course, everybody remembers uh, the movie Tangerine. Well, well, we all remember uh, Tangerine. <laughs> you don't? Okay, so... I know, ta- we, no, we, no, we do. I mean, you know, just filmmakers, but I wonder if I wonder if regular people remember Tangerine. I guess they probably do, right? Oh, I yeah, know, it's sure. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. They used a DJI mobile uh, gimbal, and they also used Filmic Pro as well. They were oh one really? Of the first. Yeah, they were one of the first, and they also used uh, this uh, anamorphic lens called a uh, Moondog Labs. So Moondog Labs. Wow, we really should have these people send us some stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> we uh, Moondog Labs is an anamorphic lens adapter for uh, for your mobile device. I think right now they only oh, make okay. it for the iPhone. Simply because it's just oh yeah, to I saw that on there. Moondog Labs. So what does it do exactly? This Moondog thing? It's an anamorphic lens. So you know, if you want to do your J.J. Abrams lens flares, a natural lens flare, you use that anamorphic lens. But you know, it condenses the image so that when you throw it in post, it'll stretch out. You have a more uh, cinematic and wide-angle uh, view in your shot. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So I was going to ask, mm-hmm. so what, what kind of movie are you trying to make with this? Do you, you already, you already have your script set. You sent it to me, right? That's the one yeah. that you're definitely going to make. Yeah. I'm going to adapt it. It's a science fiction piece. You know, we're, we're both sci-fi heads and you're actually pretty smart by just doing a, a drama, but you know, I'm digging through my archives of, you know, just jargon that I wrote down. And I was like, Oh, Hey, there's a sci-fi piece. So of course, as I'm reading and I'm like spaceship flying through the air, crash landing, I'm like, Oh God, I gotta, I gotta write cheaper. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do a sci-fi piece. Yeah. I read about half of it. I'm like, how the hell are you going to do that? Like, ah, uh, yeah, it seems kind of insane. 
Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, so, I was. I think I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to tell you now. I'm probably going to use a drone. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Well, wait, a drone with your iPhone on it? Yeah, no. Just... Oh, is that okay? Is that breaking I don't the rules? Know. I thought we said mobile devices only, man. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll, I'll wing ding something. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just think that's funny that you're like your first thing is to yeah get the drone shot in, and it's like wait, that's not a mobile device technically. Um, technically, I you no. know one could argue you can put well, it in you your put, pocket. If you put your iPhone on it, then maybe. But I know you have the Mavic Pro, so yeah, um, yeah, that's not quite the same. No, uh, it's not. It's not. If it's you not. need to do that for your movie to make sense, I mean, I think that's totally fine. But uh, yeah, it's kind of breaking the rules. It is kind of breaking the rules. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Here's what I'll do. If I absolutely positively need it, I may use it, but... You know what? You don't need aerial shots for everything. You know, just because you have a drone doesn't mean that you have to have it in every piece that you make. So there you go. No, you don't. You yeah. don't. Absolutely not. Who's ever said that you had to do that? <laughs> yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so when you originally um, told me this idea, uh, you had a different short that you were going to do with your son. Are, is that still a possibility, or is that out of the question now? Uh, no, this no the, the the one the one that I gave you. This is it. Uh, it's at the tail end. Oh, so that is yeah. the same one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is the same one. Okay, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Okay, yeah, yeah it's the same one. So Spoiler you know, hopefully, alert. once I assemble the crew, <laughs> like pretty much after we after after we finish this first half and before I leave for work, I'll jump on Facebook and pretty much say help i need people come shoot with me and then what, we'll what do you need up. to do to do it what do you what are you missing uh let's see i need to solidify my cameraman i need to make a couple of phone calls then i need two actors after that you know everything will just you know come together you know from from then because i'm i'm putting myself in it but i'm in the tail end i'm i'm at the very end with with my son so i need so i'm going to need two actors for the first part wow okay and what other crew do you need so you need actors you need cameramen what else are you do you need actors cameramen won't necessarily need sound until the very end and that could definitely be done with a boom we don't we won't need laughs or anything like that it'll be a couch uh, my son and I with uh, video game controllers, and that's it. You know, so nice, awesome, yeah, yeah. And so for me, um, when I heard of this challenge, I immediately knew the movie I wanted to make because I've been trying to make this movie for like a year at least. But I had the idea to make it like four years ago, and I wrote the script even earlier than that. I've had the script forever, and. Uh, I finally was like, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to make this thing that I've been trying to make for a while. And I had just been thinking about it and thinking how I really wanted to tell the story. But it's just it's such a small kind of silly little movie that it didn't really feel like, you know, it's worth all the effort to make. But like given mm. the opportunity, it's like, yeah, let's do it. And so I already had the two actors. I asked them first 
cool. they were both available and into it. And then I went to the location I needed and the location is into it. So it's like, okay, well now all I really need is a sound person. And then, um, since we don't have any lights or anything, we don't need any gaffer or grip or anything. I'm going to be the camera person with this thing. Um, assuming I can get it to work <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then you're going to play the third character in the movie, yep. uh, Jeff, which you, you just agreed to do, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and then you're no also going to be there for like, you know, support and stuff too. And I'll probably need a spotter because I'm going to do a lot of walking backwards. So you can be my spotter for, cool. for that part. Um, and yeah, we're really going to try to do it in, well, shit, if you're going to be my spotter, how the hell are we going to do this? Cause I want to do it in one take. So maybe you could uh, be my spotter and then you could f- like just jump down into position. Oh yeah. For that the works. final. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't want you just sitting there in position, like, <laughs> you know, uh, for like the, whatever five minute long take or however long it's going to be in the end. Right. right um, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's also the plan is to try to do it in one. Cause this is always going to be a steady cam movie. Mm-hmm. It was always envisioned as a one or if possible. And then I was thinking about breaking it up just to make it easier and doing like two or three different sections of the one shot and then stitching them together Birdman right, style. Right. Um, but, uh, the actors are really excited about the idea of doing it all in one. So, Hey, we'll see. We'll see if we can get it done. You know? Yeah, you should definitely try because I mean, even still, I'm sure you've got it mapped out to where if you can't necessarily get it in one shot that you, you've got points where you could stitch it together later, right? Yeah, um, I haven't really done like a full run through with the actors like going through because it's, it's going to be in the theater in a, in a movie theater. But we did do like a couple walkthroughs from the, the exterior section of it last night. You know, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't get the freaking Osmo to work. So I didn't I didn't have the Osmo. I just used the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good to just figure out like what the lighting was going to look like and what street lamps I need them to be near for it to actually work. Um, and I have like my main, like wish list, uh, path that I want to take, you know? Um, and then if that doesn't work, then we'll do, um, you know, we will do the, uh, the, the backup, which is more, more well lit, you know, but then doesn't, is not as iconic looking, you know? Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, originally the, the plan is to do this at night, but I mean, there's a chance that this could end up being a day shoot. And then in that case, uh, of course, things change a lot if it goes today because it'll be a lot brighter and, um, you know, it'll make it easier for that reason. But, uh, okay. but yeah, I don't know. It might not be as iconic looking in some way if it's at, you know, whatever. Well, you know, either what, like high, like high noon during the day or you're going to try and get it like in the morning or closer closer it would it would probably be in the evening i think it would probably like start at two um Mm -hmm. in the interior and then go until um till sunset basically you know or like maybe one if we can get in that early somewhere around there one or two and then just do all the interior stuff and then uh go out and and do well i mean i guess if we're trying to do it in one we would just just do runs and just see how the runs come out you know and just keep on doing run after run after run Right, right. Um, that might be better. I don't know. We're, we have to figure this whole thing out, man. You know, yeah. and it's going to be a lot of learning on the fly. I already have like the angles and the shots in my mind of like what I want from it, but uh, you know, I don't even know how to use my tool yet. So, <laughs> this thing out. Um, yeah, but I'm awesome. excited, man. It should be fun. 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, my location is pretty much like wide open field and then maybe, I don't know, try and find some trees or something like that, like maybe a wooded area. So probably find a, a park. Right. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yours just sounds more challenging based off your script. Like where are you going to find something that looks just like that, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. You, you know what? I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe Wildcat Canyon. Uh but then, oh yeah, I, yeah. But I, I'm gonna adapt it. Like the one that I gave you was like fresh out of me dusting it off and just handing it to you. Like uh, as as I gave it to you, and as we're actually talking now, I'm literally readapting that script <laughs> in my in nice. my head. <laughs> nice, awesome. Yeah, I mean the key the key here is simple, simple, simple. Like you know, get major po- get your major points across, but keep it as simple as possible. You know. So now it's like uh, right before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I've got my location, my actors, almost my whole crew set, um, and I'm going to shoot in a week. What? Where are you at? What's your status of, of your film? Uh, my status is definitely in the readapting the script process. I've had, a, you know, I was, I was telling you a couple of days ago, I, I, I've been auditioning for a few things, so my attention has been drawn elsewhere, but... You know, I will say that, you know, I've been putting some feelers out and I've gotten some interest and uh, all things willing, I should be able to shoot within the uh, next two weeks. I said, nice. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, sweet. So here we're we're about halfway through an episode. Um, we're in both in position to shoot our movies. And what we're going to do is we're going to stop recording. We're going to go make these movies and then we're going to come back and tell you about how they went. So what will probably happen is that we'll, you know, take a breather at this point anyways, so you guys can actually watch the movies. Exactly. And then after um, you watch them, then, you know, start the podcast back up again, and we'll talk about making them, how they turned out, what we learned, what worked, what didn't work, and, yeah, and then hopefully, you know, like have grown as filmmakers through the whole process. For sure. All right, my man. Can't wait to get this done and uh, watch it with you. Sweet, man. Thanks again for inviting me to do this. And yeah, let's go make some movies. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and go to the Making Movies is Hard website so you can check out our two films. Yeah. All right. Well, let's speaking of getting done with things. Let's get on with this. All um, right. So do you even remember what we talked about last time? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just looked at the date. It was eleven twenty, like November twentieth, when we did the recording for the first part of this. Oh man! This and now it's November. it's July whatever twenty sixth or something. See, I um, kind of didn't 27th. want this to happen, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but you know, at the same time, though, I mean, there's life. There's you know, you getting right gigs, you working on your movie now, right? Yeah, it was kind of this like when I realized how close it was to the alternate, I was like, okay, I have to get this project done because I can't have it being hanging over my head uh, when I'm, you know, you know, in August, basically, like it just Mm -hmm. needs to be done before August. And then I also have that other short film that I co-directed, which also needs to be done. And so like this week, like I finished this one and then I found a sound designer i found a visual effects artist for this one shot and i found a colorist 
and we're getting all the things lined up for this one so this other one should be done too and then I can have no more distractions uh, hanging over my head for the alternate and just be completely free nice what um, short is this um, I uh, did this thing called parka it's like um, a horror comedy short that I co-directed with um, my friend Marcella who's like a producer on the alternate mm-hmm. um, so she wrote it and asked me to co-direct it with her and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is like a really fun story. It kind of seems like my kind of script, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically only had like a really basic um, sort of like, like just dialogue only basically was like what the script was. Like there was no locations or action beats. It was just like, you know, the really rough outlines of what it was. Um, but the whole story was there. It was just super basic and so then i added like locations and action beats to it and then we went and we made it oh, cool, dude. um yeah it was fun um it was like oh you know the fanciest <laughs> stuff shut on a, on a alexa mini um right. you know had a full like truck lighting truck and we shot at the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco, so it was like a really epic location. And then we shot in an alley in San Francisco, which was like another really epic place. And you know, got permits, so we just like made it like a real shoot, you know. Um, and spent a little bit of money on it. Probably like the plan was to spend the same amount that we plan that we spent on the rage. You know, it was like okay. let's do this for three thousand dollars. You know, um, yeah. and then of course since it was Marcella's first ever. Uh, direct thing that she ever directed and her first ever like real production that she did yeah, that she was a director on mm-hmm. um, she just kept on throwing more money into it <laughs> and I was like I'm capping myself at, at half of 3000 at 1500 right, I mean right. whatever you, if you want to go over sure but yeah. you know and of course she did so it's, it probably came out to be more like five um, but well, everyone you- worked for free so gotcha well let me ask you this then you know with the money, the extra money that was spent, was it, how should I put it? Of course, I'm sure it was warranted, but, you know, do, right. you, do you think you actually needed it? Like, did money solve the problem or could resources or doing whatever other than spending money, could that have done it? It made it easier. Okay. Um, the the biggest expense that she added was, um, you know, she bought rooms for a bunch of the crew at oh, okay. the Fairmont Hotel at a discount, so we didn't have to drive back and forth from the Fairmont, you know, cause we shot overnight. We shot from 11 PM to uh, 7 AM okay. um, at the Fairmont. So, you know, being able to just go upstairs and sleep in a room for the yeah. actors, you know, that was just so valuable, you know? Yeah. yeah um, sense. And then like, you know, we woke up at like four or five and then like went to, into the other, cause it was two night shoots back to back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that was such a, a huge, huge thing. Um, yeah. So it, it we didn't need it, but it sure made things easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can you know? totally see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what was the other thing that we spent some money on? Um, I feel like there was some other stuff where we, you know, we just said yes where we, we didn't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was mostly just the rooms that was like the overage. And it was like... Seventeen hundred dollars or something, okay. or you know, so that was that was pretty much all the that got us to, to five thousand. Yeah, there might have been one other thing I'm forgetting, but that was the main thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, it's easier for everybody, you know, 
to to just stay there and yeah. you know you know, keep it rolling logistically yeah that's sound i approve yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah totally yeah so it was fun um what have you been up to, man? Like, I, I, we should do this episode, but I, I also really haven't talked to you much lately. You know? <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Uh, so ever since, ever since the iPhone challenge, I had, uh, you know, just doing the auditioning uh, thing, uh, you know, there were plenty of auditions that were kind of huge, you know, for me. But at the same time, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, well, let's just, you know, not put all our eggs in this basket. You know, since we live here in the Bay Area, there's uh, a lot of Netflix shows that are being shot up here. One of them, uh, for example, is 13 Reasons. Right. So I had, you know, auditioned uh, for for a few roles, you know, with them. Uh, but, but the funny thing is that I actually was able to meet one of the actors that that's on the show. He plays uh, the basketball coach. His name is uh, uh, Dorian Lockett. Uh, another, oh, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. who that is. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because when I had auditioned uh, the last time, there was another another actor, you know, when I was shooting that movie with uh, Hassan Saeed for, uh, right, yeah, right. for This Is Your Song. There was, you know, I was telling him, hey, I had this pretty big audition, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, did you get it? I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> no one's called yet. But but one of the actors was like, oh, well, you know, they probably gave it to, to Dorian Lockett. And I was like, who is this guy? You know, it was just immediate. Wow. Like, who's this hack actor who's like, you know, taking away my roles? Well, you know, good guy. I actually met him in person at another audition. And uh, he was... Yeah, he. Yeah, I can say I can say this because he was just sprouting it up because he was really excited. He's actually going to be uh, the voice of uh, Lando Calrissian for for pretty much like whatever digital incarnate of Lando in any like you know video oh, or cartoon oh, or whatever. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as he said that, I was like, all right, I forgive you. Who are oh you're you're Dorian, <laughs> dude? You need to be on my show. So I actually interviewed him uh, on my podcast. And oh, we t- nice. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. We we talked a lot about, you know, kids and being an artist and how he got into the game and, and all that. Real nice guy. Now I'm running into him for every audition where they need a 40-something black male, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like but, your direct competition. Well, you know, the, the doppelganger thing. Like, And the funny thing is that I never – I've – People have told me that, you know, as far as like your look, your type, your yada, 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 but I've never actually met my my mirror image, you know? Right. Yeah. Until until now. So it's one of those things that was like, we're going to be good friends. And so now. Yeah, so you're yeah, saying yeah. that I should cast him in my next short film. Is that what oh, you're saying? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> just kidding. I would never do I'm, that. I'm looking at pictures of him. He looks just like you. I know, right? <laughs> I'd be like, wait, so should I hire my friend who I've known who's done me tons of favors or should I hire this random guy who looks just like him? <laughs> who's, who's getting, who's on 13 Reasons Why? Okay, let me give that guy, you know. No, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, you know, two, go, go there's ahead. two choices between you and, and, and someone who looks like you. I would definitely go with you. <laughs> Well, it, it even goes down like he's such a good guy. And we even started talking about like he's into anime. And so he's been trying to talk to me about, dude, you should give anime a try. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've tried a couple of times. And so anyway, 
So you, you you'll check it out. He's he's such a big nerd too. You you'd love him. So if you ever need to cast uh, two men to play brothers, oh yeah, we we yeah, like that's immediately perfect. yeah yeah. I immediately saw that. I was <laughs> like, damn. I hope you know. If we, I hope we get to work together and we should play brothers because we actually do favor each other. You know a lot. So yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun getting to know him. It was fun actually meeting him. And, you know, when I told him, you know, as far as like, oh, yeah, there's there are people running around here saying that, you know, like I'm your doppelganger or you're my doppelganger, you know, as far as like, you know, being an actor in the same town, going for these types of roles. You know, I, I love it. There's I mean, it's yeah, fine. yeah, 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 totally. No, I, I love that you guys have become friends and you're embracing yeah. it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Nice, man. Well, uh, yeah, here. Well, so I think how we should do this is. um. You know, I think when we we left off the last half, we said something like, you know, and now like we're going to go off and make these movies. So, you know, good luck to yeah. both of you to each, you know, to each other. And yeah, we'll see you guys when they're done or something. Is that what we said? Something like that, so, you know, through the okay. magic of television and all that. OK, but so do you want to so do you want to do do you want to be like, OK, we're back. We've made our, you know, uh, cool. it just set of set it up and maybe you can just say what month it is and the t- and just like sort of set up how long it's taken and whatever. Sure. All right. Okay, cool. And we're back. Wow, man. It's <laughs> whoo. Let's see. It, it is now, it is now July 27th, July 27th, 2019. Wow. A lot. And happened. we started this on November 20th of 2018 was when we recorded the first half of this episode yes holy moly but to our benefit i will say that we actually shot both of our pieces fairly soon after right yeah yeah it's just you know the whole post-production thing i'm sure you were done sooner no no wrong no (laughs) what happened well i mean yours was easier to shoot i mean yeah you did one take but no, so I think I don't remember if I'd already had the location locked in by the when we recorded this episode or if I was just saying I was going to ask them, mm-hmm. but I pretty much went over to the Grand Lake Theater and I was like, "Hey, like to the guy that I know there, the manager, and I asked him if we could do it and I was like, "Remember like cuz I I'd asked about doing this like 4 years ago and I was like, "Remember 4 years ago when I asked you about this?" He's like, "Uh, vaguely." Um and I was like, yeah, you know, but I, I want to do this movie and, you know, this is what we need. Like, is that possible? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And so he totally just said yes right away. And uh, we just set a date. And then, you know, you were luckily in, like kind enough to come out and help me. And I got two wonderful actors, um, Ed Moreno and um, Sofia Lapagula to come out and do this, who I had talked to them about doing it, I think, a, a year previous. I was mm. like let's do this. And then it just never, I just never got it together and I let it drop. And then, so it was like, okay, well now I'm actually going to do this. Let's make this movie. Um, and I had worked with both of them since then, you know, on other stuff. Um, and, uh, it was great that we finally, we finally did it. And, uh, you know, um, you were in it too, which is awesome as people will see. Um, and it was super, it was super fun to shoot, you know, and it was like crazy to try to use the iPhone and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think, uh, I was really happy with what we got at the night of, you know? Yeah. Um, but then yeah, in post-production, 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's another story. But let's let's talk about your shoot. So mine was like one night. You know, we right. did it in like what seven hours or eight hours or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just super. You know, in and out. I think we did nine takes or twelve takes or something. Of nine or twelve. Nine or twelve, yeah, something like that. Something, something like that. Um, and you know, I thought I had gotten one all the way through, like one one take that I had liked. You know, mm-hmm. by the end of it. So I was walking away from that thing feeling pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, when did you shoot yours? Was it in December or was it in January? I want to say, God, that's a good question. I should actually check the uh, check the metadata, but I want to say <laughs> December. I want to say it was yeah. December. Uh, it was, you know, still it's pretty much warm here in the Bay Area anyway, so it wasn't right. like that hot. But the film gods did shine upon us because it was it was overcast, so the lighting was ridiculously even. Yeah. You know, so that that was a plus. And yeah, it was really cr- crisp and clean looking, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh we shot for six hours and <clears throat> And yeah, I think that was actually a good enough time, you know, because my son was in it. It was his first, you know, foray into seeing how the sausage was made. And he he actually did quite well. And he was very excited. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. And I, you know, I knew six hours was enough time so that he could see how it was and that his, and lack of a better way of saying it, tension span, just because, you know, he was nine at the time and and he just had his birthday like a couple of days ago so you know nice yeah yeah so you know just being on set and doing those takes over again and taking direction and you know he he had a blast and it's something that i know he probably you know like wants to do do again on his own terms uh nice yeah of course but you know yeah shooting on the iphone i I, i'm a bit i'm a big advocate of it you know I was very happy with the footage and you know using using the the gimbal and also using a uh, filmic pro the app you know I I was very pleased with what, what we got and uh, I'm thankful because I need because I wanted to challenge myself as far as like using teaching myself visual effects you know I'm I truly understand how important it is to plan each shot and to make sure you know exactly what it is that you're doing. Because when you get back in post and you try to do these, do these effects, I mean, every inch of planning works. So yeah. 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 And a funny thing though, is that the one shot that I didn't plan out was that over the head shot where, you know, the cyborg kid, you know, like, you know, zaps me and I just disintegrate that wasn't planned so that shot actually took the longest because it was literally me taking (laughs) basically cutting around the tree and putting it over me you know like in post like copying and pasting to get myself to disappear so that was the one that was that was a bit tricky I didn't know if it was going to work honestly but yeah yeah but, uh, Looks yeah. great. I, I really was impressed with the, all the visual effects. Um, before we, we go on any further, should we just say like now is a time that if you haven't watched these shorts before you listen to this podcast that you should just stop and oh, watch yeah. them now because we're going to spoil things now and talk oh. about the endings and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's only Although take. you kind of just did that. But <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. 
Uh, it's um, a minute and a half. It's not Citizen Kane. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> mine's mine's like five times as long as yours, which I didn't realize that I was making the long movie. I thought mine was really short, but yours is like what a, a minute and thirty something seconds or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, it's a micro short. I didn't realize yeah. it was going to be that short until I <laughs> got to the end. I was like, wow. Well. Yeah, so, but at the same time, though, like, if it had been longer, we this recording would probably be, like, another month ahead because <laughs> I, I'm sure it would have been like, oh, my God, I'm still in, like, some post-purgatory with a visual effect that's, like... Okay, but, but, let's, but let's be real, though. Like, when did you actually finish this short? Wasn't it, like, in April or something or, like, May when you sent me the final link to this? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, done, done. I mean, there right. was, like, as soon as we finished shooting, I really got to work on it, like, the next day because I knew if I didn't strike while the iron was hot, it would have been a lot longer. But, you know, right. I got the, yeah, but I got, like, the first cut done, like, that next day. Then I knew I had, like, a final cut. As far as, like, picture lock, it was good, like, a week after that and then after that was you know color grading and all that stuff but you know again the the big hassle was was were the visual effects i mean most of it was about you know like tracking like putting the 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 assets into where i needed to go and then doing tracking and and all that but and then i needed to do like i actually did ADR maybe yeah around April oh like wow I literally like oh you know what it's not loud enough just let me get my kid in here you know he just said two lines that needed to be uh covered and then popped it in and it was done nice yeah so my post-production you know journey on this film was lot more rocky than yours because basically after watching all my 12 takes or whatever it was i realized there was no one perfect one take um there so were what was two happening? well so a lot of them were just like really shaky especially going down the stairs uh in the grand lake theater and i think what i realized when we went and shot yours because i had built this like rig uh, on top of the um the gimbal to have a monitor there so i could see what i was shooting a little bit um better you know mm -hmm. um but uh i just you know so i thought i just built this whole thing and i put it attached it and like you know kind of a you know there's a little uh quarter inch um adapter spot on the gimbal so i screwed it in there and uh i thought okay this is perfect what I realized after making my movie and then you making yours was that that made the gimbal way less stable. Mm. And so I don't think it was as smooth as I remember your shots looking when I watched you make your movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, like I totally fucked up. Like, this is terrible. And that's why there's a, quite a bit of shake in a lot of the shots. And so that was the main problem was there's just lots of shaky moments. You know, and then I was kind of a little over with my gimbal operation. Like I hadn't really done much gimbal stuff at the time, so I didn't really know how to use it or the best way to operate a gimbal. You know, so I was just learning, um, and there was just lots of things. And then there was also on top of all my shit with my operating, um, there's all the performance stuff. So like sure. I would be really liking um, my operation, but then the performance would be bad. 
you mm. know, and then it's like, or not bad, but just like not, yeah. not what I wanted. And so it was just those kinds of things. And so in the end, there were two that I really liked that I thought were like super solid all the way through, except mm. like one, uh, there's actually three. So the, <laughs> so one, I bump into you and that's because you saved me from running into the street um, <laughs> right, when I yeah. was trying to get an angle and you like basically stopped me and shook the camera. And I mean, I was mad at you at the time, but mm -hmm. you, you may have saved my life. Potentially, oh, yeah. So, yeah, because you know, that was when we were crossing the streets, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going crazy. I was just moving around wherever I wanted to go <laughs> and like not really like being concerned about safety or anything. And you were there to do that for me. And I really appreciate that. So that was happened with one of them. Gotcha. Uh, the other one, we got like halfway through all the way across the street. It had been perfect. And then a car like with a really loud motor revved their engine like three times, like right by us and then skirted around the corner completely like ruining the audio. I remember and then that. Ed was like, you know, he tried to play it off like in the movie. He's like, Oh yeah, that guy's cool. And then kept on going. <laughs> and it was just like, it just didn't work for me. And I really, you know, commend him on like trying to, you know, work with the situation, but yeah, it just didn't work. And so, that was another one. And then the third one was um, at the very end when they're getting into the car, I bumped into a pole and like shook the whole camera. Oh. So I couldn't use that one. <laughs> it's like shit, Jeez. you know, like yeah. what am I going to do here? Uh, so it was just these issues. And for the longest time, like I just couldn't think about how to get around them. And then I started to hate the movie because I thought it was a shaky and I just didn't do a very good job. And then right around the same time, like in late December, I bought um, a new camera, a, a, a Sony a seven three and mm. uh, the new gimbal, the new uh, Ronin S gimbal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard about that. And then I started using that and that combo looks like so much better than an iPhone. And I got good at operating the gimbal over, you know, using it for like six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, I know how to use a gimbal, like, somewhat properly. And I have this great camera that works for it. And so I just kept on, like, being like, God, I got to reshoot the movie with this. Like, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> and then every time I go to the Grand Lake Theater, I'd see the manager, Casey. And mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, if you ever want to reshoot, come on back. Come on back whenever you want. But then, but that's not the point of that's the challenge. That's not the point. The challenge exactly. was to make a movie with an iPhone, not with the best equipment, you know? And so it just took me a long time to mentally get around how much I hated it mm -hmm. and, you know, just embrace what I had. And so the, the way it worked was uh, Sophia and Ed both kept on asking me about where the footage was because they wanted it for their reels. So right. I made a little piece for Sophia sent it to her and that was when I still hated it and then I just I was trying to do color correction to make it brighter because it was too dark in the theater and then mm -hmm. bright outside and I was just like oh god and then so I still hated it and then Ed asked me to do the same thing because he saw Sophia's reel <laughs> and he's like where's my fucking scene damn it <laughs> like dude yeah <laughs> so then I made him one and then when I made him one I looked at it again and that was probably in June maybe mm -hmm. or, or late May and uh, and I looked at it and I and I I've been and the whole time I've been working like, you know, probably 50 hour weeks at least, if not more, depending mm -hmm. on the week, just like nonstop working like every weekend, like all the time, you know, um, just it's been like the busiest year of my life, really. Um, and doing the podcast and working right. on alternate and all these other things. Right. Um, 
but basically, um, I just sort of, it just sort of clicked. And then I kind of saw like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to use these as one takes, like obviously. So what are you going to do about it? And then I just started chopping it up and, you know, figuring out where to do the transitions. And I just came up with some stuff that I, that I liked and I rolled with it. And then, you know, I just thought, oh, it's, this is working now. Like these, these, this doing it this way, it's not ideal, but it, but it works, you know? Okay. Um, and then I did a little quick color correction and then I just said, Hey, you know, you have to just embrace the darkness. Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's darkness in this movie. Like it's, it's a dark theater. It's not a well lit bright theater. Right. It's going to be dark. That's just what the scene is. So don't hate it because it's dark. Just embrace that. It's a little dark. And then when they're under the lights and it's brighter then you can see them. And then like, that's just the way it is. So I just started, decided to embrace those things. Um, and then I was good and I, and I, and I felt like it was working. And then like the last thing I did was, um, like I already kind of had the color correction to where I liked it. I had the audio to a pretty good place where I liked it. And I just added some music, um, from a composer friend of mine, some samples that uh, she had made a long time ago. And it actually just ended up working really well with her sample stuff. And I threw it in there and there's what, that's what we have. Um, so I sent you the cut, like I'll probably change it a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe like change the music a little bit and maybe, you know, try to finesse those transitions slightly. But I, you know, I think it's pretty much done now. Cool. Um, but it just took me so long. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you were telling me when you were in, in your funk about this particular uh, project, I knew in the back of my head, I knew you were just going to have to come to peace with, uh, with, with some of those decisions you know that you made and that you were that you had to make and um i believe that because of shooting on such you know like limited resources like on an iphone you know what have you that it was going to really get you to think outside the box and not necessarily you know saying oh well you have to settle for mediocre footage or whatever but you shot at night and I thought the footage, you know, looked looked great, right? And uh, because you know we knew the circumstances, you know that you know you had, you know that you had during during those uh, during those takes, right? And uh, you're welcome for saving your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but but you know though, I mean that's 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 the thing though, and, and that is like we're in certain situations like that, you know, you need somebody, you know, watching your back, and you know, yeah, so you know, whatever. It's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But uh, but also, you know being there and seeing you know some of those takes or what have you you know it was it was it was a big the the cool thing i really dug about about this exercise was just the fact that you were challenging yourself to see if you could do one take to do a one take shot i was challenging myself to do visual effects and i think in the end um i don't think the the end product, I don't think, is the actual uh, measurement of success. It was, you know, number one, us going out and doing it. Number two, uh, learning, you know, from from those mistakes, right? So, you know, for me, yeah, right. So for me, my my learning, uh, my learning moment was plan the shot, make sure you plan all the shots, and if you find that you know you're having to improvise on something that wasn't planned you know how do you work around it 
And I'm going to assume that for you, you know, since I'm on the outside looking in on your particular project, it was having to come to peace with what you have and making it the best that it could possibly be. And, you know, since I've seen it, I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. And there were certain oh, moments. Oh, thanks, man. Well, no, I mean, hey, listen, I, I mean, I would, I would, if I had questions about anything, I would probably ask you a, I'd probably have like a whole list of questions saying, well, hey, what happened here? What happened there? What happened? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, all in all, there are certain moments, moments I was like, wow, this was shot on an iPhone or like, holy shit. No, what? <laughs> like, was it? I don't know. Like, it looked yeah. really good. It had a very warm feel to it. And uh, and I only saw one cut. Like, I'd have to go back to actually see if I could find, you know, if, if, now that I'm like looking for it. I'd have to actually go and look for it. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I, I probably know it if I, you know, now that I know I'm looking for it or what have you. But, you know, at the same time, it's the whole let's get out of our comfort zone and make something, you know, and just make something with your mobile device. And let's just get out right. of our let's just get out of our heads that you have to have this equipment or that equipment or whatever in order to make make a piece of art. You know, you can you can shoot with whatever and make it look good and i think you know and i and i actually i admire your your piece you know just because it was heartfelt it was it had some emotion behind it it was something that was true to you because this was something that this was it was an actual event that happened in your life so you know for you right. to put something out there like that i think i think it's great thanks man yeah, you know, it's it's something I wanted to make for a long time, and I'm really proud of that I just got to make it, or really happy. I wouldn't say proud, but just happy that I got to make the movie, you know. Uh -huh. um, and it was fun to to make something in that way. Uh, but I don't know if I would ever do that again. Um, but that's only because I have better tools than my phone that I could use, you know, that I would make my life easier. So it's not like the phone. There's nothing about the phone experience that made it easier to do than shooting with my a7 III, you know, because yeah. both of them, I have to have separate audio. Um, both of them will go on a gimbal, you know, it's, it's not really that much different. It's just, one's going to look a million times better, um, than the other one, you know? Um, but, uh, like there's no advantage to the iPhone for me, you know, in okay. my specific situation. You know, but I think for someone else who doesn't have a camera and only has an iPhone and can't afford to spend $15 on Filmic Pro, but can't afford to buy, you know, a DSLR, it's like, yeah, this is a great tool. You should totally be using it, you know, right. because it does look really good. Like, I was really shocked with how great everything looked on Filmic Pro. Like, it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. You know, um, it really is. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like this this conversation where people talk about cameras and, oh, what camera do you have? What camera are you shooting on? It's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, right. all cameras look good. <laughs> like, an iPhone looks good. Right. So if an iPhone looks pretty good and, you know, a 5D looks great or a red looks great. It's like it all looks great. It doesn't really matter anymore. Just get the tool that you have access to and make a movie with it, you know? Exactly. Um, so I think that's like the big takeaway is that you can make a movie on an iPhone. And so if that's the tool you have access to, go for it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and just get Filmic Pro, learn how to use it, maybe spend $200 on a gimbal if you can or buy it, borrow one from a friend who has one. 
Um, and you have everything you need to make a really professional looking movie, you know? Yep. Um, which is kind of nuts. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. It, it is um, kind of crazy. I mean, if anything, yeah. if I did have one critique, um, about your short, I, I think it would be like, I don't know, like maybe find not a cinematographer, not a cinematographer. You're the camera. But I'm also <laughs> talking, I'm, I'm talking about lighting. You know, but at the same oh, time, right. though, yeah, but at the same time, though, it I don't think the aesthetic allowed for it. Like it was very dogma. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like it, well, didn't we say no lights? Wasn't that part of our thing that we I think just, so. we, we did? That was one of the rules, because if it wasn't a rule, I would have brought a light and I would have pointed it in the theater. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, there's two places where I would have staged a light. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I would have yeah. had one upstairs and then I would have had one downstairs and I have yeah. lights I could have brought. But I think we decided that we're not lighting. Right. Yeah, I think that was it just simply because it would right. have just made everything a lot more difficult. But, you know, uh, but again, if I'm really, really being <laughs> like if I'm searching for something. But well, otherwise, I think, I think yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, the probably the lesson is if you're going to make a movie on your iPhone and you don't have any lights, just have it be set in the daytime. which is like true for like shooting with a GoPro or shooting with like a number of cameras they just do much better in daylight than they do um, you know at nighttime but anyways but that's the movie I wanted to make I wanted to make this movie um, at night that was just like the aesthetic I wanted to go for yeah and and it worked it worked especially the exterior shots you know with it that's like that part was actually like some of my favorite shots my favorite shots were was the bathroom scene and then when we actually got outside you know so yeah. like crossing the street i was like this is re- like this is really nice you know and oh, the thanks, acting man. yeah yeah and the actors were you know were great i mean they really really you know took took what you wrote down and and gave it life and you know yeah Shout yeah out they both. did a great job yeah they did yeah they did um, I think also by the nature of having to do it in, in a one take like that, just help them really get in the zone and get into the characters because they had to have all their lines down, you know, mm-hmm. in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. And doing all those runs, like it was just like they just got better and better each time they did it, basically. Um, so I don't know what take numbers I used. I probably used like, like probably four, five, and and maybe was it two takes? I think it was just two. I think I just used four and five. Or something gotcha. like that, or around around there, you know, yeah. like maybe it was seven, maybe it was six. Um, but a lot of the reason behind the take cho- choosing two was because of um, the way it, the 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 theater looked, because the light on top of the Grand Lake, the Grand Lake Theater sign, was only on for a certain amount of time. So there's only a certain amount of takes with the Grand Lake Theater sign, and so right. I knew I had to use that take in order to you know get that sign in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but which really ended up looking really good and really it cool. It looked awesome. Um, it really yeah. did look great. I love the final frame with you laughing and the Grand Lake Theater in the back. It's really <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You did a good job. I mean, you know, if if anything, if if anything, I would say if you really felt that you needed to go back and reshoot, use the phone again. 
No, why would I do that? That's stupid. No, it's not stupid. Uh, you gotta- why, why would I go back? If, if the challenge is over, why would I go back with the iPhone when I could go back with my A7 III and like my 35mm 1.8 lens? And, you know. See, look at you. You're talking about all the equipment you have. <laughs> Strip it down. Keep it simple. Just keep it simple, but, man. But why does that matter? Because like if I have the ability to like go out with my 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 a7 III rig and shoot with that that doesn't need any more people it's got a really brilliant autofocus that would have saved my ass i didn't have autofocus on the i don't think i had it on on the iphone so i was literally just trying to keep them in the right focal distance for me the whole time the only thing that like, really what? i was just saying the only thing that really screwed screwed you up was having that monitor on there really like, i know honestly that was so stupid well, not and, stupid, and, but you know. And well, yeah. I just you know, and I had this. I was oh so convinced I needed to have a battery charger for the iPhone, so I taped the monitor and a battery pack on there, and I plugged the phone into the battery pack so I wouldn't lose battery. And I didn't need that. Like I could have just drained my battery; it would have been fine. You know, I just I was convinced this is the way you have to do it all, Rick. It's like ah, oh, jeez. Well, um, so what have we learned then? Well. I learned, I think the main thing I learned from it was, um, besides what you said, like that you kind of put it well, like you just work with what you have and find the way to make the footage work, even though it's not what you wanted it to be, because things are often not going to work out the way that you plan them and you just have to adjust and make something, make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I learned was that you just want to be really, really um, specific with your movements using a gimbal, you know, and like really try to not react but like anticipate and know where the actors are going to be and make sure that what you're doing framing wise is serving their performance and like rather than adjusting for something they do try to be ahead of them so you know like you so you're kind of guiding them with your movements but that's really hard to do and you know i think i was a little erratic with my uh the gimbal you know mm-hmm. like i don't think i was as focused or smooth as i could have been you know as far as where to move and where to be with the actors you know um and i didn't do it the same every time i did it kind of different every time yeah um and i think if i was to do it again i would probably map out exactly how i want to do it and like exactly where i want to be at each moment and just sort of work towards that and just be really specific and not just reactionary, which is kind of how I was. Um, but uh, but what did you learn in your project? What did you learn from doing your short? Oh man, well, I that actual short had a lot a lot of other elements that I kind of wanted to include. Like there was like you know spaceships and all that stuff that was flying around interior shots of a cockpit or whatever. And I think that, um, the next time I do something, I, I, I will make an attempt to really shoot what I wrote. You know what I mean? I mean, under, under, under these guidelines, I knew I needed to pare down something and really strip away and make things a lot more, you know, like make things a lot more simple. So, Understanding that, you know, sometimes like killing your darlings is a good thing. And but I think next time I want to I need to put something on a more like epic scale, like and really keep pushing, you know, myself. So next time, whatever it is that I write 
or, you know, whatever it is that I write, I want to make sure I can, I, I can get it in front of the frame, you know? Right. So, so yeah. you wouldn't cut so much cause you, you had the cockpit stuff, you had like a, 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 a spaceship crash yeah. You got all this stuff in there. And I, I yeah. remember reading your draft and I was like, how the hell are you going to do this, dude? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'll figure it out. And then later you're like, oh, I'm just going to cut it. And I was like, OK, well, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was just I mean, could I have could I have done it given more time? Yes, totally. You know, but I knew since we were going to do this challenge, like we needed to like work quickly and we needed to make sure that we get it done. You know, right, because you've got your life, I have my life and all that right. stuff. And so if we if we didn't do it, you know, then it was just going to be a lot of like, oh, well, I got to make sure that, you know, that the film gods have to smile on us and blah, blah, blah in order to get it done. So, yeah. 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 So so uh, these films are out there, um, you know, there for people to see right now. What do you want to do with them now? What's your plan for your film now that it's out and done? Are you going to submit it to film festivals? Are you just going to let it live online? Like, what what are you thinking? Uh, it's just going to live online. I mean, if there's if there's like a micro short festival or like a micro a micro short like mobile device film festival, yeah, I'll throw it in. You know, but for the most part, it's just going to live online. It, honestly, though, it was really like this thing served two purposes for me. It was to. Uh, to get myself like truly understanding what it takes to do something that's, you know, with the visual effects. And then the, the next thing was to, you know, get my son in front of the camera because he had always, you know, he's always been saying, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. I was like, all right, well, let me, let me show you what it actually takes to do it. And so this was just a, a training ground for him, you know, but also, you know nice. what? Yeah, yeah. And and he really enjoyed it. You know, we, we talk about it a lot and yeah, I think uh I think he's I think he's into it. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you you were gonna say and Oh, I was gonna say, you know, just you know, what I what I what I used. So in post, you know, I'm I'm an Apple person as far as like you know, I edited on Final Cut ten and YouTube University as far as like, you know, the whole Chroma King, which is simple, <laughs> nice. simple. But for the most part, you know, like using motion for the, you know, like comping the shots and track motion tracking and all that. But, you know, again, this is what I have. I am a great proponent of like it doesn't have to be Apple. You can use Windows and, you know, use After Effects or uh, or whatever like what open source editing system you can get your hands on even right. with the mobile device use an android or whatever i don't care you know you can still get those apps you know for those mobile devices use what you have yeah you wanted us to edit these on our iphones originally and i was like screw that i'm not doing that dude you can I, do I gotta, it now i gotta do it i know you can I, yeah. i'm not saying you can't do it i just don't want to do it <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, and you know what though? I think that's gonna be my next I think that's gonna be our next challenge. We're gonna to have to shoot and edit on mobile devices. We don't necessarily have to edit on an iPhone, but oh we can but you can use you can use another app. There's another app called oh LumaFusion that you can actually edit multiple tracks of video and audio, title generators, all that stuff you can do on a mobile device. 
Wow. I'm just saying. So when you say it I'm doesn't have saying. to be an iPhone, are you saying like an Android or an iPad or something? Or what do you what do you want to include in the mobile devices, you know, list? I think our next challenge should be shooting on a mobile device, whether it's a tablet or a phone, but we also have to edit on that device or on another mobile device. See, I think we should go in the different in another direction. I think the next challenge should be uh, we have a crew limit of four, like okay. four crew members. Okay. You can use any equipment, whatever you want, whatever you can get access to. Uh, but we should put a budget limit on it. Like you can only spend like, let's say, I don't know, you want like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks. Like that's the only amount of money you can spend. Everything else either has to be donations or things you're borrowing or things that people donate to the project. But with 150 bucks, like what movie can you make and and just see what you can do? And yeah, I know that some people frown on people working for free or whatever, but this is just the love of the movies, right? So if yeah. people want to help us make movies or whatever, like, you know, I think that's really wonderful when, you know, crews come together to make something, you know? So you could decide who you want to ask to come and see if they'll come out. Like we both had, um, you know, yeah, people yeah. come out and donate their time to our, let these ones last one. I think our crews were probably even bigger than four no no, no. well let's well, let's see for yours you had well we both had jason mays right right okay he did jason, sound. shout, shout out, out to jason, jason mays yeah. yeah great guy and, and I, yeah Who and you had you mark arleano yep yep uh, shout out to mark you know, for uh, he was your dp um yep. and then i had aaron fagerstrom who's another cinematographer he came out and helped um jason with sound um, and then you came out on mine and this is the one of the things I wanted to say, like, not only were you in it in the final role, you were my <laughs> spotter the whole way down. So you were like spotting me, like holding my back and making sure I didn't kill myself. And then once I got to the car, you ran and got into position and got into character yeah. and were, were in your spot. So when we turned around, you were there and yeah. it was all really seamless. So shout out to you for making that happen and doing such eh. a good job. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank um, you. So, so we basically had three, with, with us included, we had three people. So let's say, not including yourself, you can have um, four people total crew. And yeah. then that's not counting cast. And then cast is separate. Yeah, cast um, is separate. So you can have, so it'll be a total of five person crew total, four people including yourself. So we're, we're upping the crew amount by one on this okay. next one. Okay. Um, but, but then, but taking away the iPhone challenge thing, and you can do whatever you want. But I don't know when we're going to do this because I have to make the alternate. <laughs> so this yes. might not be until 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's totally but fine. We should do this, but we should do this for sure. Yeah, I think um, in, in the spirit in the spirit of in the spirit of making these films, I think that, you know, these challenges should take us back to our roots as far as like why we're doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's like a reset. It's like back right. to basics. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, but yeah, man. So what else is going? What else is going on with the alternate? You had you've got your <laughs> Facebook page up. You've got right, right. You've got uh, what? You started doing some location shout, uh, scouting. Yeah. So yeah. We, we locked in our two main locations, which is awesome. I've got like you know most of the key department heads uh, confirmed. You know, still working on getting the rest of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, we're shooting October twenty eighth is the plan. So as long as we can get it uh our cast confirmed and that they're available those dates and everything then that's what we're gonna do so 
it, it might shift slightly, but that's the plan right now to shoot for three weeks and late October, early November. Um, and yeah, things are coming together, but, uh, awesome. But there'll be a separate episode to talk all about that wonderful stuff, but you should, yeah, but you should definitely go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and find, uh, at the alternate film. I think Twitter's at the alternate film one and all the rest are at the alternate film. Um, but yeah, check it out. And then we're going to do our crowdfunding campaign in uh, late August, early September. Awesome. So keep your eyes open for that. And that's when you'll get to finally see the teaser trailer that we shot a year ago. Oh, uh, we'll yeah, finally release right. that with the crowdfunding campaign. So really excited to share that with everybody. Yeah, man. Well, shout out to you for, for actually going ahead and, and, and getting <laughs> this made. I mean, no, because, Thanks, you know, man. well, a lot of a lot of the a lot of my thoughts when it comes to making these films or whatever and and I'm saying this as I have not yet embarked on doing a feature on my own but you know just looking back and seeing how the concept of well what does it take to make a feature and does it actually mean having to have everything that's on your checklist you know like vis-a-vis like money Right. That's pretty much like the bottom line. Like, do you actually, <laughs> right. right? Like, do you actually need X amount of dollars? And if that doesn't happen, then the film, you know, just can't be made. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to you for actually taking the chance on uh, on making your film with the money that you do have. I think it'll serve you well. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. I, you know, I think you definitely have to have money because, you know, unlike a, sh- a one day short film, you can't really ask people to work for free on a feature, you know, like you definitely have to pay them. And I I think that's the right way to go, you know? Um, So definitely that's one of the reasons why you need money and the bigger crew you want, the more money you need, obviously. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to do it and you know, there is definitely amount of money that we need in order to make it. And we, we have a lot of it now, but not all of it. That's why we're doing the crowdfunding campaign. So if this comes out while the crowdfunding campaign is out, you should definitely check it out. If this comes out first, um, just keep your eyes open because we're gonna we're gonna need that support. Um, and for those of you who've been following the podcast for you know whatever two hundred plus episodes, <laughs> like this is if like you're gonna do anything to support the show, <laughs> helping me make this movie would be the thing. So screw <laughs> the Patreon for the podcast. Just wait for the crowdfunding campaign, uh, dude. No, 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 Alric, give money for get you know Patreon members. <laughs> Pay for the podcast so that he can actually go out to make the movie. Yes. Right. That's true. I mean, it is really great, but I mean, yeah, you know. God, man, come on. Giving this company. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It really is about raising the money for the film because that's the whole point of this podcast was to chronicle the making of this movie. So we're finally doing it. It's really, I'm really lucky and excited that I'm getting to do this and I know Thanks everyone for the support. It really, really much appreciated. But uh, back yes. to the, the iPhone challenge, really quick. Yes, um, I'm just curious, like what people think about this. Like, do you think these this iPhone challenge was a worthwhile thing to do? Like, have you guys made movies on your iPhones? Like, I, I would love uh, to see in the show notes or on Twitter and Facebook, like other iPhone films oh, that yeah. people have made. So, so post your your own iPhone challenge and tell us how you made them. You know, I'd be left left to hear and talk to people who've done similar things and how it worked out for them, how they got al- around areas, like what they learned and their experiences. And if they were, you know, after making an iPhone short, if you'd ever do it again or if that was like one and done the way that I am, you know. So, um, yeah, you seriously, you're one and done. 
You're with one iPhone movies, yeah. for me, yeah, because I just I have like so many other cameras to shoot with. Why would I ever use an iPhone? It's, it seems oh, so because silly. Because it's not silly, <laughs> dude. It is not silly. So uh, let me, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. If you, if you walked up when you take the alternate to Sundance, and uh-huh. you and you run into Steven Soderbergh, are you going to tell uh-huh. him he's a silly man for shooting his his some of his films on an iPhone? I mean, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know why he decided <laughs> to do those. Like, I'd be uh, asking him, like, "Oh, did, did, was that how you got funding for those movies? Because, you, like, you had some deal with Apple, or someone said, oh, 'Oh, we'll fund you if you shoot on iPhone.' Was that? I mean, I'll seriously ask that question because, you know, besides that, like, what is the point? <laughs> you know, when you can get other cameras, why don't you use? A, and I think is he the guy? I think he owns some red cameras. So, or was that David Fincher? I can't remember. Is it either Steven Soderbergh or David Fincher who owns some Reds? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a handful of directors. So who it's just like own you know. Yeah. Why would you just not shoot with the cameras you had? It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know, man. You know. Here are my here are my thoughts on it. I think number one, you know, we're looking at these phones now that are probably like the uh, like like the Bolex 16 or Super 16 cameras back in the day when you could actually, you know, get a cartridge of film and, or like the Super 8 cameras, you know, like the, the Super 8 cameras that, uh, that Kodak is using. They're, and they're actually making a comeback. But anyway, long story short, you've got these uh, cameras back in the day that shot on film and that were very handy, right? And you could shoot and make, make whatever content you want on that. You know, now, it being 2019, You've got this handheld device, this handheld computer, right? That's in your hands that you can pretty much do whatever you want with it, okay? Right. And it's it's the new medium, you know, right now as far as like for something that's like quick and dirty and and getting something made. Right. Well, I mean, hey, I'll get you, you to make like, another one. Who, who else <laughs> thinks that they should make movies with iPhones if you have other options? If, if you if you have a C100, let's say, and, a, and an iPhone, what makes the iPhone better to shoot with than the C100? I want to know the answer to that question. So someone tell me. Or an A7 III or any other camera. Like, why would you do it that way if you had another option? Just give me your answer. Um, right. I mean, you own those things. Well, not that, it, not that I want you to throw a list of everything you own out into the internet. <laughs> but. <laughs> right, right, but, right. But. You know, because I mean, you know, just simply because, hey, I'm a big fan of what Sony has done now. I mean, those those cameras are incredible. Oh, right? yeah, they're great. Yeah, 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 they're great. They're great. But it's nothing like just going out with your device and just making something and not worrying as far as like, oh, well, am I going to get stopped because someone sees like me with this camera? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, definitely a deterrent for being robbed. That's for sure. That's true. <laughs> God, man, and that sh- <laughs> not to make that light of happens. it, but good God. Yeah, that is crazy. That's a real problem in the Bay Area. People getting robbed for their cameras all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, basically, I think I've said all I need to say about this challenge. I was really, really thank you for challenging me to do it. I had fun. I'm really glad to have made this movie. Um, but yeah, you know, I have a respect for iPhones, but just for me, I don't really see the purpose, but for others, totally awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but any other last words, any other th- things you want to say on this iPhone challenge? Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that we should add 
these mobile devices as another tool for us to use in order to make our art. <laughs> I don't think we yeah. need to. Reg- okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, my response is more diplomatic for the most part. I mean, shoot with what you have. If you have resources in order to, you know, yeah. get, use your resources. And if what you have is an iPhone or any other Android device to shoot your movie, use it. Like, don't make that the the last thing that deters you from making anything right so yeah so shoot shoot with what you have that's those are my final thoughts nice yeah well everyone let us know what you thought of this like was it fun to see this iphone challenge play out and listen to this podcast and watch these films um let us know which ones you liked you know i mean you don't have to say which one of your favorite is but you know if you want to (laughs) comments or criticism are all welcome on my end i'm sure you feel the same way jeff about yours i mean you know yeah fine be nice you don't have to be mean (laughs) no need to to rip (laughs) us apart (laughs) i Um, i yeah yeah no i was about to say you know yeah go yeah whatever no, I was say? just about to say, I was just about to say that, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's a piece of work. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't trying to shoot, you know, the next Star Wars trilogy. So, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're just making fun little movies here, guys. This is what yeah. came out of our, our brains and onto the screen. That's all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but more importantly, I want to know, like, did you, did you think this was a, a worthwhile challenge, you know, and, and do you want us to do more challenges in the future? Like, should we do this challenge that we laid out of like, you know, a total crew of five, whatever resources you can get your hands on, make a movie. You you're know, just trying to keep happens. from, you're just trying not to use a mobile device, but I think we should, keep, <laughs> we should keep the mobile device in play. Okay. It'll, so it'll who, keep us the, honest. So give us votes guys. Like, should we do more, like the next challenge? Should it be another mobile device challenge or should it be a, whatever you can get your hands on challenge? I want to know what you guys think. And uh, we can uh, take it from there. Um, but yeah, but seriously, Jeff, thanks for for challenging me to do this. This was this was a, this was a lot of fun. No problem. Glad we were able to do it. So I don't remember who introed this episode. Uh, so who should outro it? <laughs> uh, I'll do it. So hey, thanks Sweet. for. I'll just <laughs> I'll just riff it. Hey, thanks for listening to Making Movies Is Hard. I'm sure if you ever needed to get in touch with uh, the Making Movies Is Hard crew, just go to all your social media outlets, Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. Are you still using Instagram? Yeah, I just don't really post very often, but yes, we are on Instagram. It's all at MMIH Podcast and then the website www.makingmoviesishard.com uh, also podcast at making movies is hard.com for our email. You can send us all your stuff, post it, you know, uh, let us know what you think about these challenges. Really love to know. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Ulrich B on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We have the Patreon page, making movies is hard on Patreon. Check that out as Jeff reminded me. And then, yeah, you know, alternate stuff, uh, you know, at the alternate film, uh, on Instagram and Facebook and at the alternate film one on Twitter. Uh, and Jeff, what you have to plug, man. Oh yeah. So as always, you can check me out on my own podcast at LJ presents. Uh, you can find that on iTunes and whatever podcast, uh, listening device of a uh, choice. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Twitter at L Jeffrey Moore, Instagram, L Jeffrey dot more. You can go to my website at, uh, LJeffreymore.com and uh, I think that's it. 
Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for, you know, listening and watching these films, and we'll talk to you next week. Later.